Bible Rundown with Pastor Rob, Pastor David. We're on day 69, looking at Deuteronomy 10 through 12 and Mark 12. Rob, this is, uh, we're, we're getting to the end of this kind of summary of the Ten Commandments being given again in chapter 10. Um, but as we move forward, God gives some warnings, but he also gives promises of blessings if the people will heed the warnings. Mm. What, what are we to make of what's going on here? Yeah, I mean, in chapter, chapter 10, you have this understanding of this idea of circumcision of the heart. And I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to camp here for a minute because I think it's probably the most important text of Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy 30 actually talks about the circumcision of the heart in detail. Uh, that's probably where I would preach from first is Deuteronomy 30. But but it, it it's introduced here by the statement, what does the Lord require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord with your heart, with all your heart, with all your soul, to keep the commandments and statutes of the Lord, which I am commanding you today for your good. So the idea is never... God is wanting to transform just the outward appearance mm. without the transformation of the heart. And so you'll have this idea of the circumcision of the heart or a new heart in which God wants to give to those who are his people to establish this love for him. And out of that love flows obedience to his commands. But again, the Christian life is meant to be lived from the inside out. The heart drives the actions. If the actions mm -hmm. are driving the heart or if the actions are driving what we want, it's not really necessarily a transformation in which God desires. It's, it's, it's just going through the motions. And so God never wants to create robots or people that just do what they want, what he wants them to do. He wants to create people who actually genuinely love him and their hearts are made new and they're no longer stubborn, but they're soft and they're, 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 they're expressing the joy of the Lord through their life. They're expressing their gratitude or thanksgiving from their actions. And so, you know, love and action but it's driven from a gospel perspective, David. And so over and over again, we're seeing this in Deuteronomy and we're thinking this is the law, this is the law, but yet God is driving us towards heart, then actions in obedience. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's the, the big, um, when we talk about theology, right? The, the knowledge of who God is and, and his character and his nature this is a tough intersection for us to wrestle with, but we use God's word as the thing to guide us through these questions. But how can God require of his people something that they cannot do of themselves, right? So when he says, circumcise your hearts, it's not like they can just do open heart surgery and take care of the issue. And it's identifying too that it's not a physical thing that they can control themselves. It's something spiritual that requires the work of God. And so I think Moses reiterates this a couple of times, right? In chapter five, verse 29, chapter six, verse six. 
And then here in 1016, he speaks about this type of heart that he he wants the people to have in order that they can obey what God is calling them to do. And, and flashing forward, as you said, really in chapter 29 and then again in chapter 30, God talks about with Moses the type of heart that's required that can only come about from him. And so really it's kind of intersecting, right? God's divine sovereignty, things that only he can do, but yet our responsibility intersecting with those things, right? Mm -hmm. And so if the people are hearing these things and they come back to Moses and say, Moses, our heart isn't leaning towards the Lord. It doesn't desire to do those things, but we want to, then that would be demonstration of the faith that we know brings about salvation, right? And is counted as righteousness, counting on God to, to make the heart change in us that we can be obedient towards him. And that's exactly what we're to call people towards repentance in their life today. It's no different. Yeah, and and these <clears throat> this this heart transformation, which is given by God, uh, Deuteronomy thirty six, and the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with, that you may live. That's that's done through the gospel, right? Christ, his salvation, his death upon the cross brings about a new heart, a new spirit in which God sends to us through the Holy Spirit, which allows us to then desire God. And so the, the whole process, God is, is orchestrating the whole process so that we will love him. But like you said, the only way that we're going to know about Christ and grow in Christ and understand and be led by the Spirit is if we lay up the words of the Lord into our heart and our soul, bind them in our hands, frontlets between our eyes, teach them to our children walking by the way when you lie down, when you rise. I'm in verse 19, by the way. And writing them on the doorposts of your house and the gates that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land the Lord swallowed your fathers and give them. So it's just this reminder of what God says, his truths, his word. And if you don't put them in the for, for, forefront of your mind and in your heart and in your every single day activities, what ends up happening is you your love for the Lord wanes. And you are mm -hmm. unable to live according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting, you know, as we pivot to Mark um, for our New Testament reading today, Mark 12, there's a lot in here about um, being blind to, to the work that the Lord is doing through the Messiah. So he, he gives the parable of the tenants, right, where uh, sending his messengers, they ignore him, they mistreat him, they, they ultimately kill them. And then when he sends his own owner, owner's son, they kill him as well. And, uh, you know, I think it's this reminder that just knowing God's word, right, in terms of an academic sense of having it memorized is not what produces the life change. And, uh, and so the, the scribes, the Pharisees, these religious rulers of the time, they knew the Bible inside and out, right? Um, there will be even those types of people that have the appearance of, of being in the faith, being Christians, claiming to be Christians, know the scriptures well, 
But as Jesus has warned us in some of our readings, um, he'll confess, I, I don't know you. And, and so there's a warning in it for us. But we have, again, a summary of what we saw in Deuteronomy and Leviticus with the great commandments, right? The Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And, and ultimately, I think Jesus is pointing us to we can, we can do those things not because of knowledge of the scripture. We do them because we've come in faith and God has given us the new heart that allows us to obey. There's a lot here, David. I'm going to soon take a couple things. Number one, in, in chapter 12, we have this reference to um, the place in which God will choose um, and and he is he is referencing here this this understanding that that God will actually choose Jerusalem as the place um, <clears throat> in verse five. But you shall seek the place that the Lord your God will choose out of all your tribes to put His name and make His habitation there. There you shall go and you shall bring your burnt offerings, sacrifices, tithes, contributions that you present, your vow offerings, all these these things. And there you shall eat before the Lord your God, and you shall rejoice, you and your household, in all that you undertake, in which the Lord your God has blessed you. And so this understanding that he will place his name upon Jerusalem, that will be the Temple Mount, the understanding is it comes from right there. God does not disclose that through Deuteronomy, through Moses, but he declares that there will be a place, and it will be Jerusalem. And then the widow's offering, uh, the... The, the many pitch people came in, they gave what they had. They gave lots of money, but this little widow gave what she had, which was the widow's might. Um, and, you know, the, the idea is, is that what do you have to offer to the Lord? Because he wants to use that. And his he he cares about the heart, not what I mean, how many book deals you signed or how many podcasts you have, but what do you have to give unto the Lord? If you have a lot to give, great. But he also cares he cares about the heart. He cares about the heart. And so what what you have to give, what you have in love because of what he's done for you, you give back to him. It's, it's a joyous occasion. Amen. Well, that's the time we have today for Bob Renda. And thanks for joining us.